Hey, how's it going? So, <clears throat> it's your girl Rush, and I'm feeling salty as fuck because I saw a Facebook post that kind of got me in my feelings a little bit. Actually, a couple of things. Like, okay, first of all, um, I watch uh, Red Table Talk on Facebook. I don't know if anyone else does, but it's uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, her mom, uh, her daughter, you know, and, um, it's really cool. Like, they talk about things in their lives. Like, just real shit. Real, uh, family emotional things. Like, um... It, that have impressed upon me. Made me, like, rethink some things. Um... That was really cool. Uh, such as, um... One of the main things, uh... One of the recent ones I watched was about her and her brother were discussing how they forgave their father. Um... You know, and, and, like, coming to, like, the realization of, like, your parents' life's journey is not about them being your parent. It's their journey, and you kind of are just a product of it, and as messed up as that is, it's good to develop an emotional independence from some things, you know? Okay. Dig that. And, like, uh, you know, that got me thinking a bit. And then, you know, and then I happened to see another um, post from a friend uh, it was a, another meme that said, loyalty kept me in some situations that common sense should have took me out of, which I totally feel that on a romantic, professional, um, just any type of relationship, uh, or any type of dealings, you know, um, you know, you know, a lot of times we, as like Jada P, you know, she kind of made a point about how we give people these roles and, you know, and from what I gathered, it's, you know, like you have expectations from people because they have this role, this title, you know, and then as a, as someone who feels, you know, that and I feel like when you feel like you need to fill a role, that's why you stay in situations that it's like, well, why would you still deal with someone who mistreats you? Be it, Someone who's actually related to you, be it um, someone in your life, loved one, whatever, um, professional, anything like that, though. Um, but you have this level of, oh, I need to because of X, Y, Z, when it's just like, well, you know, just because of an emotional attachment, you know, you do have to have certain realizations. And whilst I agree there's a beauty in emotional independence, I also feel like, though, but hear me out. When you have your circle and your group and, like, you're interacting with people, you kind of are making agreements with each other because we have to interact with each other. We have to deal with each other, you know? And it's kind of the level of the shit you're going to kind of put up with, like, the things of, that are worth discussing, I guess, for me. is like that difference between having absolute emotional independence, like, fuck that, um, I do not have to, um, equate them to this, you know, this does not serve me in a way that is valuable to my life, so I need to cut it here, because of X, Y, Z, and then the, well, you know, give this the benefit of the doubt, you know, um, what part or, what are, is there any emotions that you're applying to it, um, you know, or even subconsciously ones, like, because as I said, like, sometimes you get stuck feeling like you're fulfilling a role, like, um, be it daughter, friend, coworker, supervisor, anything. It's just like, it's really hard when you have so many roles to fill. And for me, I feel like 
There's a place when you can't be all in the same. And I hate when people act like, oh, well, that's being fake. But I'm like, well, no, like, don't get me wrong. It's like my family, you know, obviously I have a personal life. And, you know, I'm not exactly the most, like, low-key about it. But it doesn't mean I'm not mindful of the fact that I have family up on my Facebook and I don't have a specific list that I put them on that I hit when I send, when I repost or share maybe... Uh, very hypersexual or just something like really inappropriate that I'm like my parents don't, or you know not my parents like they're not on their on mine but uh, you know like family members or just cousins or coworkers it's like yeah they don't need to see that like they don't need to know that side like um I saw a post that um the Irie shared again I didn't want my friends to like think of my family to think of like uh in the event of like I shared it and it was just saying um. Man, how do girls feel when guys post pictures with dudes and like she realized she slept with all of them? And one girl had, and it showed, it was like a post of a, a it was um a snapshot of a post on Facebook and it was someone commenting on it and it was obviously uh, someone. She's just like, I don't give a fuck. I'll comment. Oop, there's my boys. <laughs> and then like I repost. I said, me for me, it's more like fuck their friends too. Like. God, why is this world so small? <laughs> but okay, and but at the same time, I was like, okay, I put that on the everyone can see it except list, you know, because I think about it like there's things like maybe me and my cousin like we'll be talking about, and it gets pretty intense, and like you know, and he's competent because and I said something one time joking around about something savage I said, and it'd be like something on this level, and basically he's like. I mean, look, there's a level that wants to be like, yeah, pimping. And on the other side, I'm like, that's my baby cousin. I don't want to think of her like that. And, you know, and I guess for me, it's more of, I just, I try to be mindful of, like, do they want to know that I get down like that? Like, do they need to know that? And I guess for me, it's at that phase of, like, trying to decipher what things are need to know with certain people because I feel like like I want to just be open and just be able to talk about whatever the fuck I feel like talking about without feeling like and this is nothing to do with being PC like a lot of that shit is common fucking sense like don't be an asshole and it's just like I I try I generally try and if I you know miss talk or you know misspeak or you know say something that was like totally out of line or whatever I'd rather someone say something to me but on a level but at the same time, too, I want to feel like I want to broach subjects and have a discussion. Like, even if I stumble into it, maybe not the most tactfully, or I don't know how to speak of it, then teach me how to speak of it, you know? And then it's like the next time I want to bre- approach the subject again with maybe a different another group of people, like, hey, this is something we should be discussing and be able to... because. As people, we take a lot of defense to things, and I feel like, you know, for me, I could see where a lot are, like, silly, like, prejudices and things. I know I have my own that I try to work through. Like, I know, I kind of realized this, you know, um, a guy I was hanging out with uh, made a comment about how, you know, he felt like, he's like, man, I just feel like I can't do nothing right with you. It's like you're looking for something, you know? And I'm like, well, I'm not looking for anything. 
you know, to yell at, to snap at you about, or to, like, call you out on, I was like, I just notice when you do. And then just like, ah, I don't know, but then I could see his, how he felt, but at the same time, too, I was just like, but I felt like he would say things that were really ignorant, and I'm like, well, if anyone was talking like that, I would say something, like, real, like, he was making a point about how he thought it was weird in a commercial that there was a boy in a skirt or some bullshit, and he just was like, I just was like, wow, they put that on TV. I'm like, well, who the fuck cares? Like, that's what the kid wants to fucking wear. Go for it. And if anyone, you know, if, like, if my son was just like, alright, I'm rocking a skirt, but like, alright, thug life. And then, like, fucking he got, and, you know, if someone, you know, got beat up my kid or something happened, I would handle that. It just, you know, it just be like, alright, you know, this is what the fuck happened. Let's handle it. Like, I'm definitely gonna be fucking knocking on those parents' doors. Like, that's for damn sure. Because that was something my parents always said. They are just like, you handle the parent. Like, because the kid may be a fucking punk, but they learn that shit from somewhere. And, you know, because you bring it up with the parent. And for me, it's just like, like, I don't know. It's like, I do struggle with that, too, because I do think about that. Because I'm just like, okay, like, I would like to think my kid that I would be... That I would pick a decent area that's, you know, just chill. Like, because for me, just things like that are petty. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, if he's my my kid, whatever, or she, or... But, you know, that was just the first example because that was, like, what he was tripping on. Like, for me, it's like, okay, who the fuck cares? You wear what you feel like wearing. Like, for me, I always liked wearing guys' clothes. And that was my fucking... I liked wearing my brother's clothes because it made me feel close to him because... Me and my brother, like, we didn't, um, we were seven years apart, so we didn't get to be raised really in the same household also. We had different dads, so he lived with his dad, and I lived up here with our mom. And so, but a way for me I felt to be close to him was to say, hey, any, you know, uh, clothes you're getting rid of, send them up. You know, I usually like your t-shirts or whatever, like, and then especially when I went to, you know, um, you know, uh, to more places, like, he'd send me, you know, cool, uh, band shirts or whatever, you know, and he, my brother was like that, though, like, he was, when he was stationed in Iraq, he'd send me cool CDs, like, he was just, he really did interact with me as a brother, and he always has, and that's something I'm really thankful of in our relationship, like, there's some things, like, I remember growing up, and I never understood when kids had that hateful relationship with their siblings, but then I could see why they felt that. And I remember I was thinking, like, man, if I had to deal with that, I'd fucking hate my brother or sister, too. But I just never had those experiences. So for me, it's like, I don't know, I always feel a closeness with my siblings. I'm, um... I, you know, uh... I love my brother and you know we've always just connected on things you know and we're always just able to talk pretty frankly about most things and it's kind of cool that he is one of the people I can I can just say things and like but he'll just say like well I don't know how we got there but um you know guess you just need to vent that one out you know and I'm just like oh yeah sometimes I gotta work some shit out and saying it aloud helps me get it the fuck out of my head because man like, you ever feel like you have so many thoughts going on in your head, it's just, like, you can't remember anything anymore? Like, my mom's just like, oh, you smoke too much. But I really think it's just, like, I feel like I'm always trying to remember so much. I'm always trying to do so much, and still I feel like I'm not doing enough. And it's, like, a struggle. It's like, well, what are you giving your energy to? And I feel like, like, why can't I have creative outlets? But then it's just like, well, 
you know, should you feel guilty about those side creative outlets? Because, you know, that's other time spent that you could be, I don't know, taking care of something. You know? I don't know. I just... And then it's like I try to sort through, and I feel like when I finally have a minute to be like, oh, hold up, this, I could handle something right now. It's like, wait, what do I gotta do again? <laughs> I don't know. I just... And it, it just helps me to be able to talk and, and sort it all out, and... I don't know, it's like literally I feel like I could put everything out on the table, you know? Um, anyways, oh, fucking emotion. Welcome back. So, another Facebook post that makes me salty as fuck. It's, okay, basically it's a Facebook thing in general. So, here's my beef. Everyone's always acting like, I don't know, like, I, I constantly see two sides of this post. Like, I constantly see people are like, oh, people are just so over-offended. This is ridiculous. How many genders there are? Or how, you know, how many different types of people there are? It's like, it's kind of comedy. Because, more or less, it's, it's minority groups who are saying, hey, I want to be fucking recognized. This is a way I'm not included in something that people have the privilege of thinking everyone has access to. And it's everyone's right to do that. I mean, we're all citizens. We're all people. We all deserve to be like, hey, I have to be up in this world too. I deserve to have access to functioning things such as people with disabilities or um, people of color. Just everywhere. You know, everyone has the fucking right to be like, hey, I'm fucking here. And I'm allowed to be in the pursuit of my fucking happiness without having bullshit bureaucratics or bullshit-ass systems pushing you down and putting you into a box. And then it's like when people are saying... And then the thing is people are like, oh, well, I didn't know. Because a lot of it is ignorance. When you don't know, you can't help what you don't know. But it's when you do know, and then to have the fucking privilege and the audacity to be like, oh, okay, calm down. It's like people are literally communicating and specifying this is what we fucking mean by... um for example, like, one of the posts I saw was about, uh, when people are talking about the body positivity movement, which I'm a supporter of, but I realize I do fit a lot of the norm of what is shared as far as body positive, which is a lot of times white plus size females who have clear skin, and it's still, there's still a standard there, um, which, and it said, you know, when you're trying to be body positive, you should be including, um, people with disabilities, people of different colors, um, people with a lot of body hair, people with no body hair. Like, there should be a range and not just this specific body. Because it can be about, you know, being body positive about weight, absolutely. But it's like, since y'all don't know how not to judge people on trivial bullshit, we're going to specify it for you. And then when people are getting called out on it, they have, you know, the audacity to be like, oh my god, how dare you be upset that something I contribute to this world can possibly be um, not helpful to my fellow man as far as we're all people in this society. We are all agreeing to live around each other. Um, and yet, you know, you can't control other people feel, but I'm just also like, but if someone is communicating with you saying, hey, you know, this isn't cool or this is what I'm trying to mean by this. Like, or this is the message you're trying to put out, but this is a way to put it out to everybody. And it's like, again, it's like, well, educate us. You know, we should all be trying to educate each other because there's so many other people in this world 
and why the fuck not, you know, um, because such as, for example, um, what, uh, the gist of it was, because I had a list of things body positivity movements should address besides weight and fat, not just, you know, as well as with weight, disability, features associated with non-whiteness, hair type, lots of body hair, no body hair, little body hair, hair in all places, losing hair, acne, skin conditions, scars, stretch marks, skin discolorations, different ways that skin tans, tan lines, etc. So when white feminists show me pictures of fat, able-bodied white women with super smooth skin and no discolorations, skin marks, and no body hair and say, love your body, it's like, nope. I may be fat, but I'm also so many other things that are looked down upon and policed. If your body positivity doesn't seek to dismantle white supremacy, ableism, cis, sexism, etc., what good is your body positivity? Who is it helping? When you break it down like that, yeah, fuck, you know? And it's true because it's like, it's like how much power are you giving the ability people have? I'm not saying that, um... There's not discrimination, like, when you are bigger, you know, when you are a bigger person. Like, totally, I feel it. But at the same time, too, it's just, like, people are fucking assholes. And you gotta advocate for yourself. Because I tell you right now, as many dudes used to, like, look down at me and, like, make me feel like I was ugly and, like, I was a fat pig or all these other fucked up things because I didn't fit a happen of a type, um... I really ignored other blessings I kind of had that like, I'm like, well, I am chesty though. Or like, I mean, I did have my deformity, but now, you know, it's no longer really there. Like you can't really tell. It's a test to homeboy who I hooked up with the, not last night, night before, you know, he even said, he was like, whoa, I didn't expect, you know, I wouldn't have been able to tell if you hadn't said nothing, which I always feel like I should tell somebody because that's just how I feel about it. But that's just my preference. Um... (laughs) But that's the thing, too, is because a lot of things are a discussion that need to be had, but a lot of people don't know how to approach said things. So, uh, like, Jada Pinkett uh, actually touched on... Hey, puppy. Jada Pinkett actually uh, touched on that in another um, Red Table talk. And, you know, because as a white woman who came out, who she was like, man, you know, I'm white, but I don't, you know, think, you know, a bad way about black people, but, you know, you say white people, which for me, I'm kind of like, well, white people did do some fucked up shit, and they didn't say I personally did it, and it's like, no, you shouldn't have to pay, because a lot of times, it, white people will say, oh, well, slavery, and, you know, I had nothing to do with fucking slavery, and it's like, okay, but how are you currently contributing to systematic racism, though, just by belittling a history, belittling a people that were not brought over here by their own accord, okay? So, I'm sorry. Like, for me, personally, I'm just, like, to be... Because, personally, for me, um... Like, I have family that did walk the Trail of Tears, like, great aunties, and in that feeling of, um... Of having your people pushed into, um... Pushed into a system. A system that doesn't, that puts them into a box, such as a lot of natives, you know, it's like, you're on a res, and it's like, oh, you're federal land, but it's like, there's not, there's a lot of things that get lost in, um, lost in the bureaucracies, such as the amount of native girls that go missing, because it's, well, whose job is it, or, it it's messed up, and, um, but, as I was saying, though, a lot of things, you know, you're not sure how to have a discussion, like, I was having a 
uh, talk with a buddy of mine last night about, and he was telling me how he wants to get a tattoo and he's able to, um, talk to a tattoo artist, you know, and he was talking about how, you know, he found videos of this guy who was actually discussing about how to tattoo black skin. Like, cause my friend, he was like, this is an issue. He's like, you know, me as a black guy, like, fuck, hey, shh, Booga wants to be in on it too. Um, but you know, he was just like, as a black man, he's just like, I, you know, you want to get tattoos, you know, he's just like, it's like discussion about what types of ink and what will show up better and how to tattoo black skin. He's like, and it's kind of a subject it's hard to talk about. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I could see that. I was like, such as I had girlfriends who, um, I was like, they're darker. And I was like, they're, you know, they were talking about the struggle of having ink. And not sure, like, what to tattoo with or, like, wanting tats, but it's, like, but ha- being with artists who don't know how to. And I'm, like, well, to be fair, it's fucking up where I live. Ha- a lot of motherfuckers learned how to tattoo in jail, so they're, like, like, I swear, there was a tattoo shop owned by a dude here that his stuff looked like prison tat work. Like, I'm gonna be real. Just a lot of black and, wa- like, a black and gray. Um... <laughs> And it, it was just, like, the style of it, like, it was just, I don't know, like, it wasn't, I don't know, for me, it wasn't clean ink, like, there's different types of tattoos, you know, there's, like, actual native ones, and there's, you know, when you go get things traditionally done, um, or, you know, I don't know, it's just, any of the dudes or guys I dated who had fucking jail tats, they weren't cool, they were, like, area codes, half done in, all fucked up looking, and I'm just like, oh, that's cool fuck you know <laughs> like like I don't get me wrong like I have tattoos too and I mean who the fuck am I to judge I guess I'm a piece of shit for that one yeah my bad but I'm just saying like uh, like I think of jail tattoos it reminds me of guys I dated and that's like kind of where a lot of that feels from like because it's just like I you know I've gone to shops well one time I had a friend of mine her brother was a legit tat artist but he didn't have a shop currently he was looking for one to rent from so he came up to NorCal to, like, make some side money at her place because she had, like, a, a big open, like, um, dining area that didn't, like, or it was a small table in there. Like, wasn't, there was plenty of room, so he had a good setup in there. So I got a tap from him. And I know that that sounds sketchy, but he was super clean. Like, everything was, like, new. He was pulling from packages. Like, he was, he was legit. So I got um, a tat um, over my chest. Or not over my chest, but it's, like, over, over to the side, like, over my heart. Um, but, yeah, it that's just what I think of those. I'm like, well, you know, I went to different places, like places I've traveled to, you know, and got different tattoos. And that for me is, but that was like the choice I chose to do with my skin. I guess that's kind of where that is. Um, but you know, it was just kind of cool. Like I was discussing that with my friend and he's like, yeah, a lot of things, you know, you just, he's like, I feel like people just don't know how to talk about. So they don't want to talk about it. And I said, I feel like that's the case for a lot of issues with mental illness, race, you know, a lot of things that, or people just have an instant thought with it, so that's where they end it, and they're like, oh, this is going to get me into an area I'm really uncomfortable, or I'm really ignorant in, you know, I don't know, instead of looking at things of, man, I'm going to look stupid, look at things as a way, hey, Mammy, I'm really going to learn something here, you know, uh, anyways, (sighs) Facebook, though, right? Shit, it makes you think. Oh. So, uh, 
Another thing, too. So, I noticed, like, I'm just as guilty as anyone. Like, I always post about my dog. Like, I'm always posting pictures of my puppy. Because pretty much since I got him, you know, I love the fuck out of him. And that's not going to change. Um, and I don't know. It kind of, it struck me. Like, I was sitting here and I was, I was thinking about, um, of why I got my dog. You know, and I realized I was in this place in my life um, a couple months back where I was like, I need something. I need something in my fucking life because I feel like things are out of control. I feel like there isn't something here. And I I had a lot of different ideas of what I was going to do because, you know, you kind of get to that place of I need to fucking do something, you know. And um, I was considering going to the church. I was considering a few different things because I was like, I don't know what I need. I mean, fuck, who knows where I'll find it. You know, it's like I have my own opinions about things, but it doesn't mean I don't want to listen to something. I mean, shit, I, I hear them singing across the street at that Baptist church, and shit, that's a good energy. That's amazing. That's great. Um, anyways, but I guess what struck me was that probably one of my biggest things I have issues with is I don't like the feeling that someone has to take care of me. I don't like feeling like I'm the person, you know, um, saying the family, everyone's like, oh, God, make sure she's good, because, you know, you know, uh, she's always struggling, or, you know, I don't know, there's, there's little things, you know, family dynamics, like, I know friends who, you know, in their family, you know, they take care of each other for, like, ever, and I'm kind of like, well, when are y'all independent, like, but, okay, so, and then I was just like, well, I don't want to find another thing be that as it may be spiritual physical whatever another thing to basically tell me what I should be doing with my life because I'm like I'm tired of feeling like I'm in the wrong for enjoying my life for for simple things because I disagree with a lot of things and I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck I think you know and I figured instead of trying to find something else to be responsible for me I wanted to be responsible for something because I never had, like, a puppy before. I haven't had children. I don't know. And in a sense, it's kind of like, like, this morning, it struck me, you know? Because sometimes I wake up and it, and it's just like you don't want to get up, you know? You're just, like, for me, it's, I'm just laying there and I'm like, I'm exhausted, but I know I slept. Um, I'm tired, but. I shouldn't really be tired, like, you know, and all those things playing in my head, and I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to get up, and I didn't have to be at work till, like, noon, so I was like, fuck, I could sleep all day if I wanted to, not get up till, like, 11.30, you know, it's kind of beautiful, but then I'm, like, looking at my dog, and I'd let him out to go bathroom in the morning, whatever, and I'm looking at him, and I'm just like, you know what, he deserves a fucking walk, and That's when it hit me. I'm like, this is why I got him. Because I knew, like, just because I'm not straight, or, like, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not straight. But, um, just because, like, even if I'm not solid or feeling like I'm solid, I have my dog that centers me, you know? And for me, I've always been a firm believer that God is not in a floor plan. God is within yourself. And I feel like the closest place you can get is really out in nature. Not someone telling you what their interpretation of shit is, but what you fucking think of you standing there in awe of this world and the amazing things that occur naturally that 
there's so much beauty and magic in this fucking world. We just ignore, you know? And, um, and that's kind of the thing is like a lot of times, you know, before I'd smoke a joint while I watch, walked him, you know, cause I'd, um, we had private like park areas or whatever and I can hike and with him. But then lately I've been kind of not doing it. Like I smoke a little before I leave, but I've been putting down my phone for the most part while walking him. Like I'll take a couple pictures of him, but essentially, you know, but otherwise my phone's in my pocket. Like basically I'm not trying to talk to anyone. I'm not trying to multitask on my phone. Like, I try to have that time with my puppy. And, you know, and I try, you know, talk with him and love on him. And I don't know. There's, there's those little things. And, and that brings up another thing, okay? The fact is, I have a pit. And people do look at him a type of way, you know? And I have people who are just like, oh, oh, you know? Like, I make a point to walk him around the park areas. Like, I don't walk him through the park. Even though there's totally a concrete, you know, trail. I can walk him across and then we can go to the other side of this park I go to. But if there's kids playing on the jungle gym and running around, I'm not going to do that. Because he'll get excited. and Because he's like, he'll be six months this month. He'll get excited and jump all over because he has like dwarf legs. And he jumps really high. Kind of to make up for his lack of height. And I could see where it's scary, and he has a big bark on him. And again, I could see where it's scary, but I know he's just excited. I know that's just his way to communicate. But a lot of people don't, because they assume bullshit when it's not about the fucking breed. It's about shitty owners, man. Um, and that's why, you know, I love my puppy, because he's... Cause I've had people be like, oh, well, is it a puppy? Because they're hoping, okay, it's a puppy, you know, it might be all right. And, and I do every time I'm like, Hey, he's a puppy. I got to hold on him. And then I'll be like, he's friend. Like he's not. And I've been right. He fucking goes and he sniffs other dogs and like, we'll be cool with him. He'll get petted. You know, he's really friendly. And it's just like, he just gets excited like any fucking animal, you know? And I'm just like, it's okay, honey. It's okay. Like, cause I know, but at the same time too, um, I can see why, and that's also why I'm trying to have people come up to him now, so he's used to it, so he's not all, like, gun-shy when he's really big, and then people will be like, oh, fuck, you know, but again, I don't know, I see big old fat pit bulls, and I, I think giant cuddle bugs, and I'm like, oh, they're so cute, you know, <laughs> but that's just me, but in my family, pities are normal, like, we kind of all have a pit bull, like, I just kind of real. I never realized this, but I realized all of us have pit bulls, like, a lot of my cousins and us, like, we all were like, oh, you know. Um, so it was kind of cool. Like, one of my cousins, he gave me um, these dog training videos. Um, and he had said, he's like, yeah, you know, they're really helpful when I got my blue nose. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and I've been watching him and I've been applying things with my puppy. And it's been working. It's been cool. But it's kind of cool because, like, that cousin, me and him aren't, like, close or nothing. You know, we're... Um, we have a lot of years between us. Like, he is... I think he has at least 10 years on me. If not, maybe a little more. I'm not 100%. Um, it, you know, it's like that generation gap of cousins. Anyone else have that? Like, in really big fucking families? Like, I have 15 first cousins. So, it's like, we have the, the, the like, factions of cousins. Because it's like, we are that 90 to 92 generation. Then there was that, you know, and we have them all. And it's just, it's kind of funny. Um... 
But, again, I don't know, it's kind of cool the weird things you bond over. Like, hey, you know, it's kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, it, it does, like, frustrate me, like, the amount of fucked up things that happen, like, um, to pities just because of the breed they are. And it's, like, it's not their fault that whether they got bred for. And, again, it's fucking people who fuck shit up. <laughs> Honestly, people fuck up Facebook for me. Because I have an internal struggle with Facebook, honestly. Because it's like, I see all these things posted and they make me think all these things. And I think it's good to, like, have those discussions with yourself. And there's good things within it. But, honestly, I've been playing with a lot of ideas of deleting my social media. Like, just because I'm, I realize how much time I spend on it. And I realize how much um, I lose to it. Like, all for keeping up appearances. All for... You know, and and there's good within it. Like, I've been able to keep in contact with people I met while backpacking in other countries. Or, um, been able to, um, honestly, I have people who have passed away now. Who are still my friends on there. That, that their Facebook never got deleted. And it's a little low-key comforting knowing that I could still go in and see our old conversations. You know, um, even though they're no longer here. But it's like, and then again, though, it's like, I see my memories, and it's like, yeah, there's some cool shit, you know, that I'm like, alright, cool, I went to this place this time of year, this place this time of year. But, same time, I'm like, I'm really tired of always looking back, thinking, oh man, this is what I did. Man, I miss it. It's like, it's good to miss things, but I'm kind of like, I want to look forward, man. I want to feel forward. I want to feel like I'm propelling forward, I guess, and not constantly looking back. And I don't know, it's like more and more been weighing on me how much time I spend on my phone. On my, like, yeah, I do multiple things. Obviously, I record this. I, um, I keep a lot of my notes, a lot of my, all my basic, all my communication, my emailing, everything's through my phone. I don't, um, the laptop I have is like essentially a word processor with music. Um, so it's, I do everything on my phone. But then at the same time, I see how it's kind of a hindrance, like how much time you lose. Like, because I'll think, oh, I'll just play on my phone for a little bit till I fall asleep. And I end up staying up longer than I intended. And by the time I could, like, a few hours gone by and I'm like, dude, I could have slept this amount of time and I would be up now and be refreshed. But I'm still tired, so I want to sleep more. And it's like, there's not enough hours in the day for the time I want to procrastinate, you know? Um, and that's the thing, is that it's not a bad thing, or maybe, I don't know, I'm trying to think of things that limit me, like, because I need to learn some self-responsibility when it comes to that one, because it's easy to lose yourself in a fucking screen. But, anyways, thank you for listening, this is another episode of Salty as Fuck, that Facebook, though, <laughs>